but you'll often hear me on social media, hashtag A-O-M-A. That means all out massive action. People that have worked with me for years, they've heard me say that for years, because guess what? That is a philosophy that I have. It's not that money is bad, it is the love of money, right? And I think if you take a good person with a good heart, you give them a bunch of money, it's gonna make them more of what they are. You take a bad person, you give them a lot of money, it's gonna make them more of what they are, right? Rich people are bigger than their problems. Successful people are bigger than their problems. Guess what? Poor people are smaller than their problems. Poor people shrink to the problems. Rich people rise to the occasion, rise with the problem. Hey guys, welcome to the DNG Podcast. I'm your host as always, JC Rangel. I'm gonna give you guys some fire today. Today's episode is a very powerful episode. I'm gonna talk about some of the differences, not all of them. This is gonna be a two-part series, by the way, and I wanna keep it short. So in a couple of weeks, I'm gonna come out with uh, part two, which I guarantee is gonna be highly requested. Differences between poor people and rich people. What are the differences? What are the differences in things they do? What are the differences in mindsets and philosophies between these two people? So you want to watch this video all the way to the end. One of my favorites is number 11 and number four. So you want to stick around for that. So with that being said, in no particular order on these, right, we're going to talk about the differences between rich people and poor people. So differences number one between rich and poor is that poor people love to entertain themselves. Rich people love to educate themselves. Poor people like to waste money. Rich people like to invest money, but not only invest money, but also invest money in themselves. So this is still number one. When I talk about uh, entertain themselves versus educate themselves, I'm talking about the investment that they're willing to make into themselves, right? For example, here's a question for you. What is your favorite Lamborghini commercial? Uh, let me stop you right there. You don't have one. Guess what? Because Lamborghini does not make a commercial. You know why? Because the people that drive Lamborghinis are not pla planted in their living room couch watching the television. They know their audience, man. So Lamborghini doesn't make commercials. But you know who does make commercials? Toyota makes commercials. Honda makes commercials. Nothing against those cars, by the way. I've actually had a Honda. Long time ago, I used to have a Honda. I think it's a great car, right? My family have had Toyotas. But guess what the point is? For those of you guys that want to level up and they, you want the better things, and it might not be the car, by the way. A car doesn't define you, right? I, and I know I've, I've had the Ferraris, I've had the Maseratis, and I've had the Mercedes and Beamers and all this stuff. A car doesn't define you. What I'm talking about, though, is at least the ability to drive whatever you want if you want. What if you, here's the thing, money in itself, and this is a, a little bonus one. Rich people understand that money is not evil. The love, the good book says the love of money is the root of all evil, right? But what if Mother Teresa had Bill Gates' bank account? I hate to use that guy's name because I'm not a fan of his in the slightest, but let's say Mother Teresa had his bank account. Would she do a lot of good? Yes. So it goes to show it's not that money is bad. It is the love of money, right? And I think if you take a good person with a good heart, you give them a bunch of money, it's going to make them more of what they are. You take a bad person, you give them a lot of money, it's gonna make them more of what they are, right? So anyways, that's number one. What most people wanna do, they wanna be keeping up with the Kardashians instead of keeping up with their investments. They wanna keep up with the Kardashians instead of with keeping up with, with trends, with their business, with their personal growth. So that's difference is number one. Number two, poor people get paid for time. Rich people get paid for value. Rich people get paid for results and they expect to get paid for results. 
right? For example, there was somebody told me a story. My mom told me a story a long, long time ago. This guy went out there to, to, he was like a plumber. He went out there to fix somebody's restroom. And he went and he looked at it. And after five minutes, he found out what it was. And he went, he had just, just move something around and turn a screw. Then he tells the guy, that's going to be 300 bucks. The guy says, you're going to charge me $300 for the screw, for turning the screw? And the plumber says to him, I'm not charging you $300 for the screw. I'm charging you $5 for that screw. And I'm charging you $295 for my knowledge. For the result, the problem that I solved. See, rich people understand we get paid based on the size of the problems that we solve. And, and, and here's the thing. Rich people are bigger than their problems. Successful people are bigger than their problems. Guess what? Poor people are smaller than their problems. Poor people shrink to the problems. Rich people rise to the occasion, rise with the problem. Say, hey, listen, kind of like that, uh, that uh, remember that uh, song by Vanilla Ice? Uh, his, his famous song, Vanilla Ice, right? He says, uh, and if there's a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Something, something while the DJ revolves it, right? Love that song. So anyways, kind of getting off. I'm dating myself here, right? The next one, number three. Poor people know everything. You try to teach them something. Oh, I know. Oh, I got it. Oh, I know. And they're not humble enough to say, hey, I don't know. Why don't you teach me? Rich people know that they don't know. They understand. Here's the thing. I've recruited people that make a lot of money and people that don't make a lot of money. And you know who are the people that show up to training more? The people that have made a lot of money. You know who takes more notes? The people that have made a lot of money because they know that they don't know and they know what it takes to get to the top. It takes a sacrifice. It takes a learning. It takes a being a student. But guess what? Poor people think they know it all. They think they know it all. Right? The next one. Number four. Poor people are not willing to fail and they look at failing like a negative thing. Rich people are willing to fail. And they don't look at failure as a negative thing. Here's a philosophy of a rich person. We win some. We learn some. The philosophy of a poor person is we lose some. And very rarely do we win some. And losing sucks. A rich person knows, hey, listen, here's how you win. You fail your way to the top. That's how you win. I teach my sons. And I know that I say plural, sons. Because I'm already teaching the Alexander the Great this information. I've been teaching Maximus, the great Maximus, for seven years. I say, son, winners have lost more than losers. You learn more by winning than you do by losing. So poor people, they don't want to fail. They look at failure like a negative thing. Rich people realize failure is a part of success. And yes, it sucks, but guess what? What can I learn from it? I don't lose. I win some. I learn some. Number five, poor people do not take action. They're procrastinators. It reminds me of an old saying, old quote. Procrastination is a cornerstone to poverty. You want to write that down. Whenever you listen to my podcast, I would give you an encouragement, a big encouragement. Take notes, man. I'm going to always bring you fire. Not every single word out of my mouth is going to be fire for you, but it might be that one little thing, right? Uh, you know, so anyways, these other people, they never take action. Procrastination is a cornerstone of poverty. Guess what successful people do? They take action. They take massive action. I was listening to a podcast. They were talking about Kobe Bryant and his work ethic and how he was relentless, which by the way, the guy that was talking about him was his coach. He was also Dwayne Wade's coach and he was also Michael Jordan's coach. That might be a good person to study. Guess what? He has a book called Relentless. Okay. You should go and pick up that book. I, I forget his name right now. Do you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Tim Grover. 
Tim Grover. Go and watch that guy's video. Go and buy his book, Relentless, man. See, even these little plugs that I give you, I don't get paid for telling you to go listen to them. I just want to give you value, man, right? He talks about the work ethic of these guys. And he has, you know, he says it's one of them's a, the, the closer, one of them's a cooler, one of them's a cleaner. The cleaner is the nonstop personality, kind of like a Kobe Bryant and a Michael Jordan. And he says after, he talks about a story that Kobe had a bad game. He says after that bad game, everybody went home to their families. He says Kobe went straight to the gym. And he went and he shot 1,000 free throws. And he did this. And then he did that. And then he did this. And he went home and rested for two days. And he was back in training before everybody else the very next day. And he was back at it. Studying successful people like that, there's no way something can't rub off. Hanging out with people like that in your industry or trying your best to hang out with people like that in your industry, that has a lot to do with it, right? And so guess what? When it comes to these people, they take massive action. So unsuccessful people, they don't take action and they procrastinate. Successful people, rich people, guess what they do? They take A-O-M-A. But you'll often hear me on social media, hashtag A-O-M-A. That means all out massive action. People that have worked with me for years, they've heard me say that for years. Because guess what? That is a philosophy that I have. That's a philosophy that I've, I've had the good fortune to rub shoulders and to talk to and, 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 and interview on an intimate setting. Decamillionaires. People that are worth a hundred million. People that are worth a billion dollars. And some of these things, I come and I share and I've applied and, and they've served me pretty well, right? The next one is this. Poor people play the money game not to lose. Rich people play the money game to win. Here's what I'm talking about. When you're playing the game not to lose, you're playing the game scared. Here's the deal. Write this down. Scared money don't make money. And here's the thing about money. Here's a philosophy about money. Yes, money is hard to come by. But as you become more valuable, you get to earn more money, right? You get to earn more money as you become more valuable. And money, you could always make money back. If you lose money, you could always make it back. Yeah, it sucks, but you could always make it back. The most I've ever lost was in less than one hour, I lost $150,000. When Bitcoin Cash went on, on, on Coinbase and it went, I don't remember what the number was. It was an outrageous number. I don't know if it hit for 300 bucks or 3,000 bucks. I think it was like 300. And I put hundreds, I don't remember how many, a grip. It Because it spiked and I was overzealous. I was greedy. Before, you know, less than an hour, it went back down to like, less than a third and i put like multiple six figures into it it was a stupid mistake did that hurt in the moment it absolutely did okay but guess what i made money back it's not like if i lose an arm it's not like if i lose a family member i can never get that back so my philosophy about money is hey man i can make it back and i could get better and then as you get good at making money guess what so the point is that poor people play the money game not to lose. Therefore, they lose it. Because, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, if you don't study Robert Kiyosaki, man, by the way, you must be living under a rock. Robert Kiyosaki says, loser, savers are losers. Saving money, for example, is a way of playing the money game not to lose. The problem with saving money is inflation. You cannot put $100,000 away and come back 10 years from now and think you have 100000 if you have $100,000 in the, in, in the bank or in your backyard, 
and you put it away for 10 years and you come back and say, I want to buy that car that 10 years ago was worth 100 grand. That new model today is not worth 100 grand. It's worth 120,000. 10 years. You know, the government tells you that inflation is 2 3% a year. It's not 2 or 3% a year. It's closer to 8 to 10% a year. And right now, the way things are, it's worse than that. So, and guess what? They also play the money game not to lose. Why? Because they don't invest. They're too scared. They want to hoard their money. You're hoarding something that's losing value. If you, for example, held a one ounce of gold a hundred years ago, that one ounce of gold would have been able to buy you a Ford Mustang, like 80 years, let's say, for example, 80 years ago, whenever Mustangs came out, 80 years ago, approximately, it would have bought you 80 years ago, a Mustang. It would have bought you a brand new suit. It would have bought you groceries and a couple of other things. Okay, excuse me, excuse me. I'm talking about a kilo of gold, kilo of gold, right? Guess what a kilo of gold buys you today? It'll still buy you that Mustang. It'll still buy you that brand new suit. It'll still buy you the stuff. Because it isn't that things went up in value. It's that the money went down in value. But guess what? God's money, which is gold, silver, didn't go up in money. It, it, excuse me. It, 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 it's, it held its value. Everything else held its value. But the dollars went down in value. So the point is that poor people, they play the money game not to lose. Therefore, by default, they don't win. You're not going to win by playing the game not to lose. Rich people say, I'm going to play the money game to win. And guess what? If that means that I'm going to have to buy some real estate, real estate may come down. It's 2021 right now. I, I don't think we're going to get out of 2022 without the real estate market making a big adjustment, if not a crash. I don't believe that's going to happen. I'm ready for the, when that happens. I'm going to buy a bunch of units all over the place. I'm going to buy some in the high desert here in California. I'm going to buy some in Texas. I'm going to buy some in Florida, right? Guess what though? If I buy them, is there a chance that I could lose them? Yeah, something could happen. I buy cryptocurrency. I started buying Bitcoin at 300 bucks. I also bought Bitcoin at the peak at 19,000 before it crashed back down to 6,000, eventually down to 3,000. I still made more money than not. But the point is that rich people play the money game to win. And guess what? If you're playing the money game to win, there are risks involved. But you know what's a bigger risk? The biggest risk is not to take any risks. So learn. This is a key one. Do not play the money game to, 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 to not lose. Play the money game to win. You're going to lose sometimes, of course. But guess what? Also, who you follow. Remember that we talked about educating yourself versus entertaining yourself? How much Netflix are you doing of stuff that don't make you money? And how much stuff are we doing, that, that, you know, uh, studying people that have made the right moves, right? Those are the kind of things that we're talking about. So anyways, let's keep it moving. Next on the list. Poor people sometimes are interested in success because they're not all the time. Sometimes poor people are interested in success. Rich people are committed to success. What is the difference? And by the way, by interested and committed could be to success. It could be in business. It could be in your relationships. It could be in your health, right? Right now we're talking specifically about money, but this applies to any area of your life. When you're interested in something and how, by the way, how you do anything is how you do everything. You ever look at somebody's car and it's extremely messy. Their mind is probably messy as well. Their house may be messy as well, right? So, Here's the thing. Whenever you're, you're, you're interested in something, that means that you do things when it's convenient. When you're committed, you do it because you say you're going to do it. It's going to get done and it's going to get done and that's what it is. That is a difference, right? So let's keep it moving. The next one. Uh, uh, poor people resent rich people. 
Poor people resent rich people. Rich people admire and look up to and respect other rich people because they know what it took to get there. For example, this is a, a, a interesting subject right now, to say the least, and it's a controversial subject too. Right now, this day and age, if you study, by the way, I would highly encourage you to watch a documentary called Agenda 2 Masters of Deceit. Agenda 2 Masters of Deceit. It's on Amazon Prime. You will learn so much from that documentary. Here's a scenario, and I, I hesitate, but I'm going to say it anyways. The scenario about the world that we live in today is this. There's a lot of programming that's being done from kindergarten to the 12th grade, but especially when people go to university. Now, I have a big problem with university for the most part. Reason why is because most people, they get in a bunch of debt and they graduate and they have a degree that they can't use. And they spent $100,000, $200,000, $300,000 or more sometimes for a degree they can't use. But guess what happens in that school? They're teaching them to not like capitalism. They're teaching them that capitalism is bad. But guess what? Capitalism built this country. What is the alternative to capitalism? That the government creates all the jobs and all the businesses and what eventually pays you a um, universal basic in income, which they're talking about right now. You know what the problem with that is? The problem with that is that that's what China did. That's what Cuba did. And that they, they were great promises that came in in a certain way. And guess what? Shit doesn't work. What made this country great is that you and I could pick ourselves from the bootstraps and fucking build something. So these people that get out of these young people, they get out of a university and they come out thinking that capitalism is bad when they don't realize what's the alternative that common folks like you and I, like your parents, like you can't be entrepreneurs and employ other people, but rather you put that on the government's hands. I don't know how I get into that. How did I get into that? Let, let me see. That's right. Resenting rich people. Poor people resent rich people. They say, oh, you know, he or she must have got rich by screwing a bunch of people over. Huh. Interesting. I'm sure some rich people got there that way. But you know how else you could get rich? Let's say, for example, somebody works all of their life. They save up $100,000 in savings and they start a business. They live below their means. Their friends were driving cars they couldn't afford, trying to keep up with the Joneses. And this guy or girl, this family, lived below their means, saved their money, invested in the business, took a risk, opened up a restaurant. Then guess what? Then they opened up, they opened up a, let's say, a taco truck on Gage and Maine. Then they went out and opened up another taco truck, and then another taco truck. Then they opened up their first restaurant. And then now that restaurant is called Tacos Gavilan. For those of you guys that live in Los Angeles, that's the story of Tacos Gavilan. When I was 11 years old, I used to go to karate tournaments all the time. One of my friends lived by Gage and Maine in, in, in Los Angeles. I believe that's South Central. And there was one taco truck. And they were bomb-ass tacos. And guess what they did? They opened up a second taco truck. They had some success. And you know what they didn't do with that money? They didn't double down on their expenses. They didn't say, let's go get an additional car. Let's go buy a bunch of shit we don't need. Let's go out. Why don't we go out and impress a bunch of friends just because, fucking our ego. You know, you know what they said? No. Why don't we just keep, why don't we just keep our income the way it is, our expenses the way it is? And since the taco truck is working, why don't we go buy another damn taco truck? And guess what they did? They bought another one. Then they bought another one. Then they got a restaurant. Then they bought the building. Then they opened up another restaurant. Now they're everywhere. See, but that's a common, that, those people, they came from Mexico. That's a common, that's how a lot of these big businesses started. But see, that's not what they teach you in school. They teach you a bunch of bullshit in school. That's not true. 
okay, that is operated, that serves a certain part, a certain group of people. But anyways, enough of these, this political shit. Let's get back to this thing, right? Number nine, these people have a scarcity mindset. Poor people have a scarcity mindset. Rich people have an abundance mindset. Rich people have a scarcity mindset like, oh, you took my client or, oh, you know what? That's not fair. You, you talked to him and I wanted to talk to him or, you know, you bought the house that I wanted to buy or whatever. It's a scarcity mindset like there's not enough of it. The rich person knows, hey, listen, you, I don't, you're not going to take anything that doesn't belong to me anyways. I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm going to do the things that I have to get done and I'm going to go for it. And if, let's say, for example... We're in the same business. We're real estate agents, for example, right? Something anybody can relate to. And we go knock on doors and you happen to knock on my neighbor's door and he goes and buys real estate from you and he didn't buy from me. It just wasn't meant for me, but I'm going to get, I'm going to make the money from somewhere else. Now, of course, am I going to feel bad if I didn't go out there and prospect, if I didn't put in the work? Yes, I would. And, 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 and there's very few excuses for your neighbor not to buy whatever it is you're selling and rather buy it from somebody else because you didn't tell them. That's a big mistake. But the point that I'm getting to is that poor people have a scarcity mindset while rich people have an abundance mindset. What's meant for me is meant for me. You know, a, a book that I also highly encourage is The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. He says, getting rich is an exact science, right? And he says, and if you follow that science by accident or on purpose, you cannot help but to get rich. I would highly encourage that you read that book so you could learn how to have an abundance mindset. Because guess what? When you are living in the abundance mindset, you go out there and you know that you do you do everything that it takes to have a successful day. If you continue to have a proven successful day over an extended period of time consistently, you cannot help but to get the positive results. And if you're doing it on a high, on a high enough level, you cannot help but to get rich. But guess what most people are not willing to do? They're not willing to be consistent, Right? The next one, number 10, poor people surround themselves with non-winners. I don't want to call them losers, but I just said losers, so I'm going to just call them losers. Poor people surround themselves with losers. Rich people surround themselves with winners. They are on purpose. Poor people surround themselves with the people that they surround themselves by default. Rich people surround themselves with the people that they surround themselves by design. See, that is such a gold nugget. Who are you hanging out with? You only have 24 hours in the day. Who do you choose to, to, to spend your time with, which is the most valuable asset that you have here in this world? You never get that time back. Who are you giving that time to? Are you giving that time to a bunch of people with a scarcity mindset, to a bunch of people that complain and blame and justify, which, by the way, are the three attributes of a victim? Blame, complain, and justify? Or are you hanging out with people that are positive, upbeat winners, that are striving for more, that are helping, that are tithing, that are donating to charity, that have big goals and dreams, that are raising their kids with values that you value? Who are you spending your time with? And is it by default or is it by default? And then finally, poor people do not invest money nor time into their business or into getting better or into starting a business. Poor people do not invest money nor time. Guess what rich people and successful people do? And even rich people, millionaires in the making, not only millionaires, but millionaires in the making. Do you know what they do? They want and desire more money and time. So guess what they invest? They invest money and time. I teach my guys, listen, I build passive income, right? I've got my solar business, passive income it earns me. 
My credit repair business, passive income, it earns me. My Walmart store, passive income, it earns me, right? And we sell Walmart stores, automated Walmart stores. My podcast is new. Makes me very little passive income. Doesn't matter. But that's what we're building it, right? But the point is this. In order to get this passive income, which gives me more time and gives me more money without me having to work, I had to invest, guess what? Money and time. My podcast right now isn't making me that passive income that I want. It's taking more time than the money that it makes me. But guess what? I understand that I got to invest the time. This is time invested. I've got to invest the money into my video guy to go out there and do this for me, to put this together. I got to invest time that I'm not dedicating to another business to dedicate to this business because I understand that I've got to invest money in time. The question is, are you investing money in time? Because most people, this is such a key to success. Most people don't. Even if they start a business, they start to make a little bit of money, but they stop investing money and time and then they plateau. So guess what? I got a challenge for you. Here's a challenge. The number one thing that you'll hear me talk about is mindset because mindset trumps everything. Mindset trumps sales skills, uh, uh, persuasion skills. It trumps speaking skills, trumps everything. If you don't have the right mindset, you're dead in the water. I have a course. It's called the Bulletproof Mindset Course. It's an interactive video course. Go to jcrangel.com to get it. Inbox me directly, social media, jcrangelmindset.com. I'll give you a 50% discount. I'm going to do this for like a month and that's it. Normally it's $5.99. You'll get it half off, $300, $2.99. Invest in that, vi- that, that interactive video course. Inbox me and I'll hook you up. And there's another course that's not mine. For those of you guys in sales and most, most of you guys watching this, I would highly encourage you to get Bradley's Closer School. Bradley's Closer School is, in my opinion, the absolute best training available for, for, for learning how to become a better salesperson. But even before his training, the mindset is the most important. Again, you can have all the sales skills in the world. Doesn't matter. If your mindset is weak, you're not going to get there. So for those of you guys that are serious about success, those of you guys that are serious about investing in yourself, about investing money and time, go out there and follow the instructions. Go do that. Go out there and level up, man. Because guess what? The world that we live in today requires a better version of ourselves. And very few people, very few people in the world are going to go out there and win on a big level. Everybody talks shit. Most people talk crap. They say, hey, I want to be more successful. I want to be more successful. But then their attitudes don't do it. They're not doing enough meetings. They're not doing investing enough in themselves. They're not putting enough time. They're not putting enough effort. They're just bullshitting yourself. Here's the thing. You're either a go hitter or you're a bullshitter. I said it, I meant it, and I'm here to represent it. See you guys on the next podcast.